This is Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Life's hard and you don't need to go through it alone. Together, we're going to find God's direction for living. To join the conversation, call 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Now, live from the studios of WDCX, here's your host, Linda Penn. Hey, welcome to Today's Living Hope. If you just stopped by, you are on WDCX 99.5 FM or 970 AM. And then from 4 to 6, you can catch us again on 107.1 FM or 990 AM. Actually, you can catch us also as it comes over to the website by Wednesday, todayslivinghope.org. Scroll down and hit one of the podcast buttons and it'll be right there for you. Hey, I want to tell you, you might want some paper and a pen today. You also might want to text or call someone and say, hey, maybe you ought to catch this program um, because we're going to be talking about Romans 13 and our Constitution, which seems to be on everybody's forefront questioning and everybody has an opinion, a belief, or even a a conviction. Hey, I want to tell you happy Memorial Day. I am so thankful that we can air this type of program on Memorial Day weekend. And it is so appropriate because of all the men and women who have served over the many years for our freedom of the United States. And many families have sacrificed greatly for that freedom and have paid the highest price with their lives. So we just want to say thank you, which I tell you, it seems so little for the sacrifice given. But today we remember with a renewed sense, really, of appreciation and not taking it ever lightly for our freedoms, for their sacrifice. Hey, my guest today is Jim Walton from The Third Choice, and I've had him on many times, and um, we talk about all kinds of things. But the reason we are sharing this program with you is because we are uh, taking a serious look at what the scriptures are saying in Romans 13, and hear it in conjunction with our Constitution that has been written many years ago by godly forefathers from the principles gleaned from the Word of God. Actually, the Constitution is scriptural principles scribed by men with the idea that a government could be formed with the premise of ruling for the good of the people and to do it the right way, doing the right thing in the right way, I think, with checks and balances, to actually um, allow that a balanced approach, conducting the affairs of a democracy that will be used to maintain those rights. So we're going to be talking about that, and I kind of want to set the stage even before our 105 break. So in that setting, here are some definitions that I think we need to be aware of because of where we're coming from and what we need as we go into this programming, okay? First of them all is what is a disciple? Well, it is one who knows God personally through that personal relationship with Christ. He, per, he or she pursues Jesus patiently, modeling everything in their life after the word of God with his or her character and priorities based on the life of Christ and the word of God. Makes sense. Absolutely. This is one who has surrendered their life totally to the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we need to understand, which I think we're getting really confused on a few definitions and a few understanding of how we process life. And so I wanted to give some distinctings between opinions, beliefs, and convictions. Um, a, 
opinion is a person's perspective, understanding, could be feelings or even desires. It may also be supported by facts and principles, in which case um, it is with all within the statement of how it's been expressed. It may refer to substantiated information or even in contrast to knowledge or fact. But beliefs are opinions that we internalize. Again, they may be true or false. People can believe propositions with varying degrees of confidence, but believing something does not make it so, even if it seems sincere. A Christian takes their beliefs from the Word of God by searching, having growth in the Holy Spirit, knowing the Word of God, and then that conviction when substantiated by the facts of the world, uh, word of God, realized by the Holy Spirit, and yes, it's con- grounded in that scripture. So then a conviction is a deep-rooted knowledge that expresses the sum total of one's intuition, intelligence, belief, biblically, courage, determination, practice, self-image, and self-expectations. So for Christians, an intimate relationship with Christ, truth, from the Holy Spirit and the knowledge from the Word of God gives us a truth slash conviction that we believe, live by, and would perhaps be willing to even die for. Interesting, isn't it? Hey, the other definition that I think we need as we go into this program is the definition of tyranny. And the unrestrained exercise of power, abuse of authority, the government are ruled by a tyrant or absolute ruler, a state ruled by a tyrant or absolute ruler oppressive to unjustly severe actions as cruel or harsh act or proceeding, an arbitrary oppressive tyranny of action. That's a mouthful, but just kind of just chew on that for a while. Because we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, my guest is going to be Jim Walton, and we're going to talk about Romans 13 and the Constitution. Don't go away. The strength of your faith is revealed when it's all you have left. Singer Jeremy Camp knows that full well as his hope and faith were put to the test. Bender's Christian Store has this story of tragic loss that started Jeremy's inspiring music career in I Still Believe, the theatrical release now on DVD and also in paperback. And don't forget, I Still Believe, the greatest hits now on CD, all part of Bender's current sales catalog. One love can change your life and one life can change the world. So visit Benders on Facebook or give them a call at 716-633-5757 to arrange, pick up, or mail out today. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day. And as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners 
not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Hope gives meaning to life. It's a strong and confident expectation we have as believers. Operation Exodus USA is a Christian organization that exists to provide that same kind of hope to Jewish people who want to immigrate to Israel. According to God's word, he has a plan, purpose, and promise to every Jewish person to return to their ancestral homeland, and we are called to help their return. Operation Exodus USA stays true to God's word. Their purpose is to assist Jewish people who want to move to Israel and to encourage Christians like us to help. Through their ministry, Operation Exodus USA has helped tens of thousands of Jewish people return to their homeland. You can play a vital role in providing hope to Jewish people right here in the Western New York area by being a prayer partner and by making a donation. Just visit OperationExodusUSA.org or call 877-633-7613. Operation Exodus USA, from hope to home. A natural way to relieve your pain is just a phone call away. Dr. Jeff Klafka and Dr. Emma Atherton from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic are certified in treating multiple conditions such as carpal tunnel, migraines, rotator cuff injuries, and hip pain. To schedule your appointment, call 434-3889. They are located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport. Or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. 2 Peter 1 and verse 4, I am giving exceeding great and precious promises, and by them I partake of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. Feeling lost and confused about things? Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, welcome back. Boy, do I love that scripture that we just, uh, those are even put in ahead of time, and yet it seems very sovereign and uh, just a great scripture for us today. Hey, welcome back from our first break. We are talking about Romans 13 in the Constitution, and if you just stepped in um, before the break, we gave some definitions that I think are imperative for as we go forward in this program. One of them, they are um, the definition of an opinion, a belief, and a conviction, and then the definition of tyranny. And so um, you might want to take some notes. We are happy to send you our notes if you will email me at linda at todayslivinghope.org. And if you want to listen to the program, it'll be up on my website Wednesday, todayslivinghope.org. Or you can slide right down on the website and hit uh, one of our uh, podcasts and pick it up that way as well. Hey, welcome, Jim Walton. How are you? Linda, thanks for inviting me on your show today. It's always fun we have. Oh, it's so much fun, and I'm telling you, this one has been a whirlwind. We have spent more time researching, going back and forth, and just seeing what God has put this together. And there's no me- no way we can do uh, a very very thorough job in this. We've got five hours worth of notes and information, and we're going to try to do it in an hour and a half because. This is so imperative to our life, our existence, our living now, and living into the future. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, we have so much to say, and we're just going to have to uh, try to uh, 
prioritize the most important points because that's all we'll have time for in an hour and a half. Oh, for sure. So let's start, uh, Jim, you start with Romans 13, so we understand. Oh, I, yeah, I do want to start with Romans 13 because people are struggling right now with mm-hmm. whether to comply with the government or to resist it. You know, there's a lot going on right now, especially pertaining to the churches. As we know, President Trump just uh, yesterday talked about the state's opening churches, and there are Christians on both sides of the fence. You know, there are Christians that are saying, just stay home, and let's keep the country healthy until this thing passes. And there are other Christians saying, you know, that stay-at-home order is going to bring the whole country down for years. You know, we need to get out and about. We need to be and do, and, you know, the church is an essential business. You know, so the evidence is still coming out every day as to how this virus is acting, And but several states are open, and the case curve is changing accordingly in various states. So Christians are arguing with each other, and we're hearing more and more about Romans 13 all the time, more than we've heard in years, I think. Um, but what what I want to look at Romans 13, but one of the things I want to start off saying is that Romans 13 is not the only text in the Bible that tells Christians how to relate to the government. And so we need to look at the whole Word of God when we talk about that. And we're going to look at snippets today, but, you know, we do want to talk about this. So if I can go off of that intro and say the first thing we need to know is that Paul did not write in chapters and verses. The chapters and verses were added centuries later, like 1,500 years later. Paul did not write in chapters and verses, and so we have to look to what is going on in chapter 12 that prompted what he said in chapter 13. And what we see at the beginning of chapter 12 is that he says, do not conform to this world do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. And we see that what he said all through chapter 12 was about how we live redemptively in community, how we expect suffering at the hands of our enemies. And then right before chapter 13, what he says is, and this is really critical for understanding Romans 13, he says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And it was that thought that prompted him to say, so now let's talk about the government. Uh, Because that statement, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good, is sets up what Paul is going to talk about when he talks about a Christian's relationship to the government. Why? Well, that's because the human government is so often prone to evil. And our primary role in relation to our communities, our governments, in particular Romans 13, our government, our primary role in relation to it is our godliness. And that's what we're never to forget. Our primary place, according to Romans 12, is to see our position towards the government as an expression of suffering with the sufferings of Christ. Servanthood, following Christ's servanthood model, concern for the weaker brother that Paul talks about, mm-hmm. and love. See, that's, that's Paul's primary point. So, so how is Paul going to talk to his Roman audience? Remember, he's writing to Romans, where Nero was. And how is he going to talk to his Roman audience about the government? He says, 
let's overcome it with good. Let's have Christians be the orderly part of the empire. Maybe in ancient Rome, maybe the only orderly part, but he says the best, the best path to sharing Christ and bringing people to the kingdom in this case, was being orderly citizens. Remember, he was talking to the Romans of about 57 A.D. And that's where he comes in with, on everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. So that tells us that God is the one who has delegated governmental authority to human beings. Government is God's idea. And the purpose of government is to maintain social and moral order, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's. Did you want to jump in? Well, I just, you know, what a great principle that even way back then, through our Bible, um, God has prepared us in the whole counsel of God, and that's what makes our Bible so relevant for everyday life. It's never been outdated, and it never will be. Right now. Um, for the, next, for the next five minutes, though, I want to introduce the idea that Romans 13, 1, where it says, submit to the government, it sounds like it's saying, do whatever they tell you to do. And, you know, that's what it's saying. But this is not the only place in the Bible where it talks, tells us about how we act to the government. So I want to get these out on the table, and then we can talk about them, Linda, in the next hour that we have together, hour and ten minutes after I finish with this. But let's look at some of these. Exodus 1. If you're taking note, take this down. Exodus 1, 15 to 21. We read that the midwives disobeyed Pharaoh. Pharaoh had given instructions that all the children were to be killed. So this was a government-sponsored infanticide, government-sponsored an abortion policy, killed them all. And the midwives were civilly disobedient. They would not violate God's law, and so they disobeyed the Pharaoh. See, they didn't do Romans 13.1, because this was a different situation. They wouldn't violate God's law, and so they disobeyed, and they even lied about it. But let's keep going because, uh, you know, we have a lot to get in in the time we have. Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 and verse 15. The governmental authorities came to Rahab and said, hey, have you seen the Israelite spies? Do you know where they are? And Rahab refused to give up the spies to the authorities. And she even lied about it. Because she said something, there's a higher law here that I have to obey. Next example, Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they defied the king's orders. They refused to bow down. Now, notice, they disobeyed the law. They disobeyed the king. But they also didn't resist the punishment. They didn't protect themselves from its penalty. We know we're disobeying you. We'll take whatever that brings about. Um, But they defied the king's orders. Again, different from Romans 13.1. Daniel chapter 6, you know the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Verses 10 to 13, Daniel broke the law in direct defiance of the king's edict. The king had said, no praying except to, to our particular God. Well, Daniel broke the law in direct defiance of that. Again, he was obeying a higher law. Three more. 
the Magi, Matthew chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. Herod, the king, had ordered them to report back, and God ordered them to disobey the king. And they chose to do what God had said and disobey the king. Acts 4, 19 to 20. Peter and John were ordered not to preach. Jesus had ordered them to preach. They chose to obey God. One last one, Linda, and then maybe you want to take a break here. <laughs> How about uh, Acts 16? Acts yeah, go ahead. Acts, Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas were thrown into jail. After the earthquake and their miraculous release, they were ordered by the government to leave town. Instead, they staged a sit-in, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But what was the issue? The issue was they were being forbidden to preach the gospel. And that was a violation of Paul's rights of free speech as a Roman citizen. And as a Roman citizen, he had a right to preach the gospel. He had a right to free speech as a citizen, and so he refused to obey the government because his constitutional rights were being violated. So you see, we have on the table eight different scenarios here of how a Christian should respond to the government. And my point here in this opening salvo is that Romans 13.1 is a great teaching. It's the inspired Word of God, but it's not the only thing the Bible says about how we interact with the government. Well, and Back I to you, Linda. Uh, well, you know, I think that's why we gave the definitions at the beginning, but between an opinion, a belief, and a conviction, and then a definition of tyranny and what that de definition is and how to apply it, because these people operated out of their convictions. These were not shallow things, but these are things that people were willing to lay their life down for and uh, to obey God for the evilness that was happening. So I think we, in the full context, we have really, uh, it's really important for us to, uh, in our own hearts, have more than just opinions or beliefs, but the combination of how God has grown us in our spirituality for the convictions of what we need to really stand for, because God came to take care of evil through his son, Jesus Christ. And he really wanted our world to live in a way that was honoring to him that we would be disciples and we would be making disciples and there would be a good life in the penalty of sin and the actions of sin would be paid for. And here we see, even through scripture from the beginning of time, sinful nature. And the balance yep. that we have in our life is something we have to wrestle with. There is not a clear black and white decision and I think we're looking for that, and it's more complicated. It is more complicated. It's not such a simple picture. Mm -mm. Um, and we can talk about that as the show continues on. So people need not to go away. We have a whole lot more to say. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Continue, Jim. Oh, you want me to continue? Yeah, okay. I, I just, uh, you know, I'm just kind of in our notes. Um, you then are going to be referencing, in other words, there are legitimate biblical justifications for rising against the government. And then, um, and then we bring in the fact that we do have in the United States a Declaration of Independence. Right. But before we even get to that, uh, what you had said before is that sometimes there are legitimate reasons to disobey. There are legitimate reasons to rise up against. 
And I didn't even bring out the example of Moses mm-hmm. with Pharaoh. Moses just stood right in Pharaoh's face and, you know, we're not going to obey you. We are not going to do what you're saying. Um, we, we have another agenda going on here, and you're not part of it. So, uh, you know, Moses just stood right there and, um, you know, said, God is my authority, and that's what I'm going to do. So sometimes you see in some of these passages where it's a matter of rights, sometimes you see where it's a matter of we ought to obey God rather than men. Sometimes you see it's just a matter of we're going to do what's right no matter what the government mm-hmm. says. And, and sometimes it's a matter of submit. And that's where we need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to tell us these things. But the point is, is that it's not always just do whatever the government says. Because even in Paul, the governing principle is we've got to keep in mind what we're doing here. What we're doing is we're trying to overcome evil with good. And so we will take the course of action. And we even see Paul acting differently in different circumstances where sometimes he takes the hit. Sometimes he presses mm-hmm. his rights. Sometimes he appeals to Caesar. Sometimes he, he is defiant, and sometimes he's compliant. And it's only the Spirit that can give us that. Yes, right? and, it, and I emphasize the Holy Spirit. We're a little bit past due for our uh, next break, and so I, we want to step aside so we can honor our endorsing sponsors. And as you can tell, we have a lot more to say. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Healthcare, we all need it, but who you choose to help you take care of your health can make all the difference in the world. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have an approach that may be different and better than what you're used to. They promote preventive care and reversal of the disease process. Because God created our bodies in a perfect way, we're all designed to heal, not just be absent of symptoms, to truly heal. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, their focus is your total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They want to help restore your God-given abilities to heal and thrive without medication or surgery. It's time to choose Synergy Nutrition and Wellness as part of your health care. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit, faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. 
Welcome to 600 River Road, Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls, our upscale waterfront community is unlike any other, featuring boat docks, heated saltwater swimming pool, pickleball courts, a clubhouse, and we are a pet-friendly community. Leasing now. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. That nervous feeling you get in your stomach is God telling you to join the conversation. Give Linda a call at 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back. It is today's Living Hope. And um, we are talking with Jim Walton and we're talking about Romans 13 in conjunction with the Constitution. And before we went on break, we've kind of established that God has instituted the idea of government to enable a society that does what is right. And um, take it from there, Romans 28 and Romans 13, 3 through 4. We've learned that the point of government is to maintain morality and justice in society. What else can we glean from that, Jim? Well, when, when Paul says there is no authority except that which God has established, the authorities that exist have been established by God, it is not saying that every king has divine right. Divine right was a concept in the ancient world uh, that Christianity does not subscribe to. What Romans 13 is saying is that God has instituted the idea of government Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because order is better than chaos. Um, What he is saying is that we need authority for life in society to work. And God has established authority, and he has established authority in the form of government. But that doesn't mean, and what Paul is not saying, is is that every king has divine right, um, and that he is the deity on earth, so to speak. Uh, Nor is Paul opposing revolution for a change of government. Um, There's a so what, what is ordained is the concept of government. Now, there's a man named John Yoder who wrote a, a great little book called uh, The Politics of Jesus. It's been around for a couple, number of decades now. If you can get your hands on one, I don't know if it's still in print, but it's a great little book. But John Yoder, Yoder writes this, quote, As long as a given government lives up to a certain minimum set of requirements, then that government may properly claim the sanction of divine institution. If, however, the government fails adequately to fulfill the functions divinely assigned to it, it loses its authority. It then becomes the duty of the preacher and the prophet to teach that this has become an unjust government worthy of rebellion. It can become the duty 
of Christian citizens to rise up against it, not because they're against the idea of government, but because they are in favor of proper government, hmm. unquote. That's very that's, interesting that's a, to know. That's a pretty powerful statement. Oh, my um, gosh. Uh, absolutely as, it is. As I mentioned in those verses that I mentioned before, we often see through the scriptures people defying the government and rising up against it because in various ways it has become an unjust authority. And as we say, we see Paul, we see Peter and John, we see Moses, we saw the Magi, Daniel, Rahab, the midwives, all doing what they needed to do. See, here's Paul's key point, so that we overcome evil with good. And sometimes overcoming evil with good means you turn the other cheek. But sometimes overcoming evil with good means you take a stance and do something about it. And I think that's, and that's where, where we, we get need confused. The Holy Spirit. Uh, yes, and we that's where we get confused, and it's all on and what kind of our mindset we have, what we've been told, what we we understand. But we have an o- overriding factor here, and that is God, the Word of God, and the conscience within us, based on the Holy Spirit, uh, as to inform our convictions, things that we would die for, and tyranny is one of them. And we've seen that all throughout history, whether it was in biblical times and God um, allowed some things uh, in our historical time, the American revolutions. I mean, mean, you could name, we don't even have time to list all of them um, for the conclusion of what we're trying to bring together here, that there is a time to submit. There is a time to stand. There is a time to rise. And it's for the good. And that's why we have we the people in the Constitution to allow them to govern themselves. I remember what your brother said one time in the Constitution. It's been set up so we have to really work through this and come to a conclusion of compromise of what is good to rule on how to do it. So it really blends, doesn't it, Jim? It does. And I'm just reading a, a, a snippet of the um, opening paragraphs of the Declaration of Independence, where the the founding fathers of our country, many of whom were Christian believers um, and Bible-believing Christians, you know, said that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, therefore, indeed, will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, also, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. So even the founding fathers were saying, we believe in biblical principles, and this is not light and transient. Um, you know, we suffer evil, just like Paul was saying in Romans chapter 12. We learn how to suffer with the sufferings of Christ. But there occasionally does come a time when the, any form of government can become destructive of their God-given ends, and it needs to be uprooted. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds like we need to dust off two things. We need to dust off the Bible and the Constitution for such a time as this. This is very important for the topic because I think it's really, um, really uh, critical at this point, point that we bring clarity, we bring understanding, and we bring substance of motivation of courage to do what we need to do that God has called us to be and to do. Yeah. It's just, it just, you can't get around it, can you? <laughs> you just can't. And, no, you can't. And, and if people, if people want an easy list, well, just give me a list so I know when to submit and know when to rebel. You know, there is no easy list. That's where we walk in the Spirit and we listen to the voice of the Spirit. And the Spirit has to tell us when, you know, as the Ecclesiastes 3 says, there's a time for every purpose under heaven. You know, and there's a time for this and a time for that, and, and I, the Bible does not give us a list so that we can just follow that. What we have to do is follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Well, it seems like then we would be robots, and what God has always wanted was a submitted will to the person of Jesus Christ so sin could be stopped and that we would have that um, new life and that he would use us in our giftedness to serve the purpose of God, which has been established through the word of God, through the person Jesus Christ, and what he has established with the Bible, and even the coming together of um, the Constitution, Bill of Rights, and how we're to act upon that. We're going to step aside for the next break, and when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more of how the Bible fits into the how we got that pathway to actually um, having those men write the Constitution. And then we are going to do some really, I think, good thoughts and application at the end. So you're going to want to stay tuned for the entire program, and that will go till 2.30. And then from 2.30 to 3, we are going to have Dominic Zeccarelli from Total Breakthrough on. Don't go away. WDCX, Today's Living Hope, with your host, Linda Penn, and special guest, Jim Walton. Hope gives meaning to life. It's a strong and confident expectation we have as believers. Operation Exodus USA is a Christian organization that exists to provide that same kind of hope to Jewish people who want to immigrate to Israel. According to God's word, he has a plan, purpose, and promise to every Jewish person to return to their ancestral homeland, and we are called to help their return. Operation Exodus USA stays true to God's word. Their purpose is to assist Jewish people who want to move to Israel and to encourage Christians like us to help. Through their ministry, Operation Exodus USA has helped tens of thousands of Jewish people return to their homeland. You can play a vital role in providing hope to Jewish people right here in the Western New York area by being a prayer partner and by making a donation. Just visit OperationExodusUSA.org or call 877-633-7613. Operation Exodus USA, from hope to home. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you and God bless.
Well, the pandemic has forced us all to learn how to learn in different ways. The classic way still works. It's books. And Bender's Christian Store has great new titles this month, perfect for deeper exploration. Read astounding accounts of healings and other phenomena that cannot be explained away in Lee Strobel's The Case for Miracles, just 30% off this month. Or explore the 12 most powerful questions Jesus used to engage people's hearts in The Inquisitive Christ, new from Kara L.T. Murphy at 50% off. So visit Bender's on Facebook or give them a call at 716-633-5757 to arrange curbside pickup today. Helping you find balance in life. Here's today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, welcome back. We're learning a lot today about Romans 13 and the Constitution. And my guest is Jim Walton. And we already know that the um, the Bible reveals to us that the world longs for liberation. We know that from even Romans 8, 19, 21. And it says, creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God because creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. So yes, our answers are in the word of God. It's infallible. It's inspired. There are no errors. And then he begins as we wanted to share some verses. The truth in John 8, 32 provides mankind with the theology of liberty that brings real freedom to those individuals and nations who are oppressed we are the only nation in a democracy to be self-governed for the good of people. Most of them are all for the government, socialism, uh, dictatorship, communi- communism, and you see what the results have been. But God created the earth and made man responsible to rule over it. That says Gen- Genesis 1:28. So when men reject God's law and forfeit the ability uh, to govern by God's principles, that's where tyranny and oppression come from, and it's through sinful men, and I would have to say men in plural, men and women. But um, we want to look at that even in, in Luke 4.18. Christ talked about those liberties or the poor, the captives, and those who are oppressed. And it really is safe to assume that poverty, slavery, tyranny, and injustice were on God's mind when he in uh, his final servant sermon he commissioned his followers to go and make disciples of all nation big tall order for the church and it seems like we need to maybe go back and um, do that a lot of discipling happened a lot of gospel happening but he meant it for so many i think deeper and broader ways that perhaps we need to through through prayer to reconsider reconsider some of that uh and then he just through um all situations, even uh, at times, and I think I need to look here at my, my notes, 1 Corinthians 6, 2, Paul asks a vital question. Do you know that the Christians will one day judge and govern the world? And if this is true, Paul says, then they ought to be at least be competent to hold public offices such as local judgeships to those Christians in Corinth as well in America today who incorrectly assume that Paul means we should rule only in the next age after the second coming of Christ. Oh, no, it's going to be way more than that. I'm excited that God took care of everything in the word of God for that. So we need to pay attention to that. Civil government is for our protection. The prevalence of sin and lack of self-government led to much, much violence that God saw um, the end result would be all men destroying one another, Genesis six fifteen through 13. Boy, we see that even in our future, don't we? Therefore, 
God decides to intervene. And at this time, he even brought a flood. Now, is that connected to the Constitution? Not necessarily, but he brought a flood because of the sinful nature. He wanted us to start over and start with a godly family. And he had the right at that time because what was happening, he took control then. Well, he's doing that all through our lives. And I want to just give you two scriptures that define the purpose of civil government. And one of them is First Peter 2, 13 to 14, because we must submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king or to one authority or to governs as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. Romans 13, I think we've explained that. Jim has done a great job doing that. So there was a need for it. The centralization of government, even in the Tower of Babel, he took control because he did not want one emphasize in what we would probably quote today, one world government, but he made diverse languages, which actually are in effect as a deterrent to absolutely this day. Isn't that powerful what God has done, Jim? Yes. Uh, well, how, how can we say, no, it's not powerful? Oh, God my gosh. Is, you know, how can we say that? Of, of course, God is always right. God is true. Mm. You know, God is righteousness. And so, yes, we respect and honor and worship everything that he is and does. And uh, even when God used Moses for, for the law and, um, you know, releasing um, the Israelites and letting them be set free. Uh, it's just amazing as you look through scripture, and we don't even have time to even mention each one of them, but as he moves that along, here in the Declaration of Independence, states these Christian ideas this way. In case you just haven't read it or heard it before, it is we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness that to secure these rights governments are instituted by men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed isn't that interesting yeah aha that's a kind of a checkpoint and a balance isn't it yes uh you know their perspective that uh you know this is this is not tyrannical Tyranny is not God's idea, but community is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why did Jesus even come into the world? He came to destroy the works of the devil, and he came to establish the kingdom of God. He, uh, and that's why he came, and that's what pulls us in the direction of serving, loving, expanding, sharing the gospel, and making discipleship. The power for this um, liberty is the spirit of the Lord. Therefore, Jesus emphasized the receiving of this power through the Holy Spirit, and we knew that an, the inevitable right would be that we would have eternal liberty would be also external liberty. Isn't that, that is just a profound statement. I love that statement. I want to move on because we just don't, I'm not going to get all of this in because I wanted to refer to the pilgrims because uh, as they came, they were established people who left a country of tyranny, came to the United States, godly biblical people, and they gave us the principle of Christian character. And they knew that 
God would providentially prepare us to accomplish his destiny for our lives and that he supernaturally protected and will care for us as we walk in the way he set before us. That is a promise that we even have now with what we're going through. We do have the freedom of worship and liberty for ourselves and even for our next generation and the next generation and the next generation. The pilgrims knew that. They were so instrumental in from the godly point of the men who then wrote the Constitution because our history was shaped by the heart of man uh, under the um, providence of God. It's all connected. It's not separate. And that the founders of the United States of America believed in the providential view of history. And uh, you know, Linda, isn't that just how God's sovereignty works through people? The you, your mentioning of the pilgrims really needs to uh, draw people's attention. Mostly, we think of the pilgrims at Thanksgiving, and we have these little hats that we have on our <laughs> yeah, and we and we eat a turkey. But, <laughs> but there are commentaries that were written by yes. the pilgrims that Bible scholars still use because of their insight. And these men and women had such a convicted relationship with God that their words, even centuries later, carry real power. Mm. And it's no wonder that they sought religious and political freedom. It's no wonder that they were trying to establish a more perfect union. It's no wonder that their model of Christian character affected the writers of the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution 100 and 150 years later. Um, they, were, they were astounding people of God. Yes, and their integrity, their reverence, their intimacy, their prayer life, their instructing their children. These men and women helped to birth um, and give the understanding to America as it was taking place to establish um, the establishment of America, the first truly Christian nation in history. The first and maybe even the last Christian nation in history. Um, One person I have kind of jotted down here, John Hancock, echoed the reliance upon God and the belief that the destiny of nations is in the hand of God and that the American Revolution um, was a revolution of ideas long before it was a nation war, a revolutional war. Um, as the clergy and the other leaders taught the colonists the God-given rights of men, Christians, an inevitable result was a nation birthed in liberty. This is through you know, blood, sweat, and tears. That is powerful to me. I think we yeah. need to meditate on that a little bit. Yeah, on my website, I've had people debating with me that the country was not founded by Christian men, and it was not founded on Christian Mm-mm. principles. But that just does not hold up under the yes. under the data and the facts. You mentioned John Hancock, but there are so many others. Oh. We can't even uh, list them of all. the founding fathers that were fully devoted disciples of Christ, and their worldview and their political perspective was so deeply informed by the Bible that we 
uh, here 200 and what is it, 40 years later, whatever it is, uh, we are most blessed to have this as our heritage. Oh, absolutely. Um, if people realize and connect the dots, we really need to go back as a review because I think we've really forgotten a lot of things and it's not even being taught in our schools. And actually, we haven't done little or no application until we kind of get ourselves in a, in a corner or some of the things that are happening now. We haven't really reviewed or emphasized it for, what, 20, 40 years? Um, when we come back, we need to take our next break. I just want to be able to list a few things in the preamble to the Constitution that provides us the evidence of, the, of uh, Christianity and the ideas um, of man in, in government. And we'll go through those quickly as we're soon going to be coming to some summary conclusions. And then after the top of the hour, we want to talk um, just some um, closing thoughts, application, uh, understanding, and then ab absolutely give us application for how to live from this day forward. Today's Living Hope with your host, Linda Penn, and guest Jim Walton from the Third Choice. And we'll talk more when we get back as we set uh, ourselves aside for the great endorsing sponsors that actually keep this program on the air. We'll be right back. A natural way to relieve your pain is just a phone call away. Dr. Jeff Klafka and Dr. Emma Atherton from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic are certified in treating multiple conditions such as carpal tunnel, migraines, rotator cuff injuries, and hip pain. Regular chiropractic care restores and maintains proper nerve function while decreasing pain and increasing your immune system. Whether a sports injury, car accident, or unexpected pain, the team at Total Body Wellness offer a personalized approach to your body's needs. Adjustments are even gentle enough for expecting mothers as well as babies and kids. To schedule your appointment, call 434-3889. That number again is 434 3889. When you call, mention you heard this ad on WDCX and your initial appointment will be waived. Let Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic be your natural health care provider. They are located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport or check them out online at WNYTotalBodyWellness.com. Zero energy, digestive issues, pain, anxiety, inflammation, migraines, trouble sleeping, symptom after symptom. The list goes on and on. Ailments that never end. You're tired of just managing your symptoms. You've had enough of medication being the only option. You need to seek the expert advice from the professionals at Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have a proprietary system to analyze underlying deficiencies and toxicities so they can restore your pathway to healing without medication or surgeries. They've seen every symptom and condition and have had great success in restoring patients' health. Get rid of the symptoms. Allow your body to heal and thrive with the help of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes 
who knows what you are going through can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. Hey, we're in this life together. Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Welcome back. We're talking about Romans 13 and our Constitution. And my guest is Jim Walton. And you can catch all of this again on todayslivinghope.org on Wednesday on the on the website and pick it up. We're through our podcast that's listed on the website. If you have a question, yeah, uh, you can always email me at linda at todayslivinghope.org. And um and you can go to the third choice, Jim. I don't remember where it's dot org or dot com. The third choice, three R D. Right. C H O I C E dot O R G dot org. Okay. I do want to um, talk about and just um, just bring to our mind again five basic functions that were revealed in our scripture um, as we look at what the preamble to the Constitution actually provided. Number one, to establish justice. This was the first purpose of the civil government. And the Bible in 1 Peter 2.15, that civil rule does exist for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. So even back in Genesis 9.6, God told Noah that whoever sheds man's blood by man, his blood shall be shed. This, this is what we call justice. Number two, the, to ensure domestic tranquility. And this is found in Scripture in 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, where Paul urges Christians to pray for civil rulers in order that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all goodness and dignity. Really important for us to be praying for our leaders. Number three, to provide for the common defense. This is the protection of innocent human life at the base of not only capital punishment and domestic police force, but also in the provision of army protection and external threats, plus I have to say for the unborn as well. And in Romans 13, it really was affirmed that civil government does not bear the sword for nothing, but the sword in scripture is equivalent to any military weapon used today, even nuclear weapons. The only thing that we would make any weapons immoral would be if there had not been sufficient amount to bring upon the one who practices evil. Number four, government should promote the general welfare of people. Romans 13 says, civil rulers are servants to you for good. I think we've covered most of that already. And number five, lastly, civil government exists to secure the blessings of liberty. Blessings are a gift of one's creator, not a privilege granted by government. The the most basic of these is the creator endowed blessings that were defined in our Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, which mentions life, liberty, and the private property it also scripture defines god as the source of life genesis 1 27 and god created man in his own image 
He is the author of Liberty as well, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Isn't it just all scripturally based? So it's so important that not only do we defend what the Constitution is, but also to assert our constitutional rights. We do not win by being on the defense. We win by being on the offense. That's why the Constitution still works today, even two centuries later, because it was based on timeless principles of jurisdiction that, gov- that governed human behavior. It is timeless. Jim, do you have a comment? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just intriguing to see how the uh, writers of the Constitution, I mean, we know there were many sources for their uh, political ideas and for the ideas that went into the Constitution. But the Bible was certainly a major one, and you can see it lining up right here, almost phrase by phrase in the preamble to the Constitution, that these are all biblical ideas. I mean, these men knew the Bible, and they applied it to practical life, and they even applied it to our civil and political life. And that's one of the things that has helped us stand so far as we have as a country. Do you know that the uh, the U.S. government is the oldest standing form of government on the planet right now, that every other country has had some kind of change in governmental form since 1776. Mm-hmm. Um, and so right now, if you're looking at what is the oldest standing form of government on the planet, uh, the United States is rolling at 240 years. Now, that doesn't mean there weren't, I mean, certainly there were empires that lasted longer than 240 years back in history. But if we're looking at things right now, the United States form of government is the oldest continuous form of government that's on the planet right now. And we can look at the biblical principles by which it was formed. And it hasn't fallen. It hasn't been taken over. It has been uh, certainly protected at a cost with sacrifice. It is being even challenged um, today. And, and yet, based on what it stands, the same as our salvation stands on the word of God for eternity, our government has been set through the word of God to um, be applied for the good of the people and to stop evil. Hey, we're at the two o'clock top of the hour we're going to take a break and we're not done yet jim walton and i are going to be back as we continue our conversation don't go away actually i think the best is yet to come don't let covid stop you from celebrating your graduate honor them with a gift that deepens their roots and strengthens their faith at bender's christian store from study bibles and class of 2020 books of timeless wisdom to graduate keepsake gifts and the new launch your life books action planners and more bender's has you covered give your graduate the gift that says well done good and faithful student So visit Benders today on Facebook or their website, shopbenders.com, or give them a call at 716-633-5757 to arrange curbside pickup today. Hope 
gives meaning to life. It's a strong and confident expectation we have as believers. Operation Exodus USA is a Christian organization that exists to provide that same kind of hope to Jewish people who want to immigrate to Israel. According to God's word, he has a plan, purpose, and promise to every Jewish person to return to their ancestral homeland, and we are called to help their return. Operation Exodus USA stays true to God's word. Their purpose is to assist Jewish people who want to move to Israel and to encourage Christians like us to help. Through their ministry, Operation Exodus USA has helped tens of thousands of Jewish people return to their homeland. You can play a vital role in providing hope to Jewish people right here in the Western New York area by being a prayer partner and by making a donation. Just visit OperationExodusUSA.org or call 877-633-7613. Operation Exodus USA, from hope to home. Walking with you through the trials of everyday life. It's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, welcome back. We are finishing um, some things about our Constitution in Romans um, 13 today. And I think it's really important that uh, we have um, just understanding these principles that we that we have for the future. And, you know, we know the Declaration was um, included four essential principles. One self-evident truths the undeniable face of the moral absolutes exist the in, we are endowed by the creator uh, we're consent of the governed and the pursuit of happiness so we need to put those in our forefront of our mind again because if government does not give us freedom then government cannot rightly take it away people should not be afraid of their government but the government should be afraid of the people Controlling the political forces simply means giving or refusing our consent. If we want to uphold the Constitution, we have to make wise decisions in choosing our leaders, be a part of the process, and be engaged in our government, not part of destroying our government. So here are six immutable principles of the Declaration of Independence. Yes, there is a divine creator, and believing that that is the first step towards a limited government, because if government is all supreme, there is nothing that can impose limits. If God is not in the national equation, then government becomes the God. Inalienable rights come from God. Every person has those set of rights established by the creator, not the government, which government has no authority to intervene with three government exists to protect those inalienable rights government is not there to privilege for us but to protect us while we go out and actually produce and work our lives the more government provides for us the less prosperous we are because the less initiative we have we need to remember that and no we have america has not agreed upon socialism Number four, there is a fixed moral law. A lack of fixed moral law leads to anarchy where every person gets to decide for themselves what is right and wrong and the powerful control the weak. Hmm. John Quincy Adams called this the law of the tiger and the shark. Hmm. Number five, the consent of the governed 
or the will of the majority. This principle only follows um, the principle stated that there are inalienable rights and a fixed moral law. The consent of the governed does not overrule these basic truths. And then number six, the people's right to change their government. Because government comes from the people, we can change our government in any way needed if the first five principles are violated. Historians have documented that very right set forth in the Declaration of Independence, and it has been preached from the American pulpit <laughs> prior to even 1763. Even George Washington's day, duty meant a legally binding contractual obligation. We have set forth the blending of Romans 12, the Word of God, in the Constitution for us from the United States. I hope this has given you clarity. I hope it's given you understanding. And I hope it has given you direction. Hey, Jim, what are some final thoughts that you have from um, Romans 13? Well, I have a few things to poke in before my final thoughts. Okay, go ahead. About Romans 13, 3 and 4. You know, what you've been saying and, and all these things, that you've been talking about is the immutable principles from the Declaration of Independence and the principles that are coming from the Constitution, that the point of government is to maintain morality and justice and order in society, and that's what God has instituted. You know, there is no notion in Romans 13 that God raises up every single political leader to their position. That's divine right. But what God has done is he has instituted government to maintain morality and justice and order in society. But we've been looking at biblical examples, Linda, you know, that Romans Mm -hmm. 13.1 is not the only biblical teaching. We looked at Rahab, and we looked at John and uh, Peter and John. We looked at uh, the three boys in Daniel 3, Mm -hmm. but there are other examples. There are still more. And so this is where we have to take the whole counsel of God. For instance, we see Paul often submitting to all kinds of unjustified arrests, all kinds of interrogation, <laughs> unfair beatings, unusual imprisonments. You know, and he takes that. He turns the other cheek. He submits to the government because he's trying to overcome evil with good. His, his goal is to make disciples of Christ. And so he takes it. But at the same time, see, that's not the whole counsel of God. At the same time, we see John the Baptist mm-hmm. confronting confronting governmental evil and going to prison for it. And in his case, he wasn't even defying a law. In his case, it wasn't we ought to obey God rather than men. No law was given in that situation, but John was giving a moral rebuke of what was wrong in the governmental leaders, and he spoke forthrightly and assertively and aggressively. Um, and so um, he still stood against the government. Uh, we see Peter and the apostles, we've already talked about this, with defying the government. Now remember, the government there and then was not asking Peter and John to sin, but only to shut up and submit. That's all they were telling Peter and John to do, shut up and submit, and that's what they refused to do. Uh, We see Daniel in Daniel Mm -hmm. chapter 1 
standing up to Nebuchadnezzar, refusing to comply with the king's rules because he refused to defile himself. In Daniel's case, he's trying to overcome evil with good, and we have to choose how to do that. Uh, We certainly know that the defining act of the early Christian martyrs was to defy the evil of the authorities over them. And they defied it formally, and they defied it face-to-face. We also know from Isaiah chapter 1, for instance. In Isaiah chapter 1, Isaiah is saying the government is corrupt, and God has withdrawn his hand from this government. And so there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And that's just something we need to make so clear here, um, that we have to find not just a balance between static apathy, blind submission, and on the other side, you know, aggressive uh, rebellion. We often have to find the balance between those. When do we submit? When do we defy? Uh, when do we... Um, Take, take, uh, turn the other cheek, and when do we stand up for our rights? You know, we're not trying to establish theocracy here. What we're trying to do is live the kingdom of God and overcome evil with the good. You know, if all we ever do, Linda, is submit to the government, like Romans 13.1 says, if we're too passive— we're just going to get pushed into a godless secularism. We'll be destroyed. And we will. And then Karl Marx was right. The religion is just the opiate of the masses. But if we're too aggressive, we're going to lose the vision that we're trying to overcome evil with good, and instead we are going to get caught up in the throes of power. And that happens all through history. Almost every mm-hmm. time we see People trying to establish a theocracy based on their beliefs. You know, Linda, we live in a pluralistic society, and neither of those are generally the right option. Mm. You know, total submission or total aggression. And that's not not how God established it, and he wanted us to have balance. That's why I gave the definitions at the beginning of the program. This is not simple. This is not um, something that you can just somebody write down for you and, well, here's the list, go and do it. This is based on the word of God. We have to have a personal relationship in the intimacy of that, knowing the word of God, the whole counsel of God, and asking for his wisdom and showing us what our convictions are so we can act responsibly for what we're talking about. And we're so busy in life. We are just pushed by the here and now. Uh, and not in the, that deeper walk of understanding uh, through the Holy Spirit and understanding history and understanding our future and understand what's happening is now. It is complicated. There's no way around it. But that's so we would rely on go to God for our answers instead of ourselves or to leaders that uh, are not for good. Right. But I'm, I'm going to push back against one of the words that you used there. When I said we are neither supposed to be too passive or too aggressive, and you said, yeah, we have to seek balance, and I'm going to push back against your word balance, we are not supposed to just find that place of complacent compromise, that some people 
would interpret by the word balance, that place of balance. Well, maybe I used the wrong word because that's not what I I meant. That meant an understanding so we would know how to be directed, not that we were to just find compromise or go down to the balance. It was for us to know for sure what we were supposed to do in understanding and wisdom. Uh, I would call that discernment, so maybe I didn't use the right word. Yes, discernment is a much better word Yes, because generally— we're supposed to be, you know, if if just being um, apathetic, mm. passive, submissive, you know, if that's a zero, and aggressive revolution and rebellion is a hundred, and even sometimes both of those are called for, but we still have 98 points on the continuum between those two. And when you said it, we are looking for balance. It sounds like you were, and you've already said you you were not. Mm-mm. But I just want to make this clear. Oh yes, we should find that point of on the fifty yard line. And I'm saying no, we should not yes. find the point on the fifty yard line because anywhere from two to ninety nine might be the appropriate response based on the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we need to find. But we're not supposed to be frogs you know, in a pot. Bluntly. We are not supposed to be frogs, frogs in, in the pot. pot. So. Right. Even Paul, you know, I mentioned Paul as an example, that sometimes we see him submitting to unjustified arrests and interrogation and unfair beatings and unusual pri- imprisonments. But sometimes we find Paul standing up for his rights as a Roman citizen and saying, hey, now, wait a minute. You don't have a right to do that to me because I'm a citizen of this fine empire. Mm-hmm. And he stood up for his rights. And as I said, even in Philippi, after he got out of jail, where the magistrates told him, leave town. And he said, no, I'm not going to leave town. There's work to be done here. And he defied them. And so even Paul, we see, was not just a Romans 13.1 kind of guy. Romans 13.1 has its place. It's scriptural teaching. And there's a time and a place for Romans 13.1. But there are at least a dozen other scriptures that govern how we respond to the government. Absolutely. And there's many other examples in the, in the Bible of people who did that. Um, Esther, Gideon, Moses, John the Baptist. And we can't even list all of them. And we can't even list all of them even in our historical view of how God and what he's done through people in uprising to defend our constitution and what we need to do um yeah so linda after our break here you and i should give our sort of our concluding thoughts uh it's unbelievable that we're out of time already i it's uh, it is unbelievable we're right smack up against that next break which uh, our endorsing sponsors i love them they believe in what we're doing how we're doing it and they are people that i have them on based on just who they are and how they in their philosophy of ministry that complements today's living hope and couldn't certainly be on the air without any uh, of them and actually uh, could use one more. So, hey, you can always go to Linda Penn at todayslivinghope.org, ask a question, copy of notes. You can pick up what we've talked about on the website, todayslivinghope.org. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. And we're going to have our concluding thoughts uh, from our subject today with Jim Walton from The Third Choice. 
Healthcare, we all need it, but who you choose to help you take care of your health can make all the difference in the world. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have an approach that may be different and better than what you're used to. They promote preventive care and reversal of the disease process. Because God created our bodies in a perfect way, we're all designed to heal, not just be absent of symptoms, to truly heal. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, their focus is your total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They want to help restore your God-given abilities to heal and thrive without medication or surgery. It's time to choose Synergy Nutrition and Wellness as part of your health care. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit, faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11 Welcome to 600 River Road Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join today's Living Hope with Linda Penn each Saturday. Hey, welcome back. We do really want to hear from you. If you have a comment or a question, you can email me at linda at todayslivinghope.org. We will send you notes and uh, you can um, send your questions to Jim Walton at the third choice. That's 3rdchoice.org as well. Hey, uh, Jim, what are some of your concluding comments? I have four concluding comments, Linda. 
So let me roll them off quickly so you have time for some of your concluding comments. First of all, uh, I hope I've been clear all along that our primary consideration in all these matters is obeying God in such a way that he gets glorified. You know, Acts 5.29, where Peter and John say we ought to obey God Mm -hmm. rather than men, you know, what matters ultimately is God's will and God's kingdom, and that has got to be primary in our minds all the time as we make these political decisions. Number two, act in such a way as to overcome evil with good. That's what Paul said in Romans 12, 21, right before the Romans 13, 1, and the rest of the 13 passage. Act in such a way as to overcome evil with good. Now, sometimes that means turning the other cheek, as we see with Jesus and we see sometimes with Paul. But sometimes... Speaking out is the way to overcome evil with good, as we see with John the Baptist and we see with Paul. And sometimes disobeying is the way to do that, as we hear God telling the Magi to do in Matthew 2.12. And sometimes rising up against government is the way to do that, as we see with Moses against Pharaoh at the time of the Exodus. Mm-hmm. So, number three is, we are the caretakers of government, then. We are the stewards over it. There's a time to submit and a time to rise up. And our convictions and the Holy Spirit are what guides us to when to do which. And my fourth concluding point, Linda, is that we have a moral obligation to work for a moral and a just government. Romans 13.3 that we've been talking about the whole show works both ways. The government holds us accountable. That's what Romans 13.3 says. But we also hold the government accountable. And we see that in the example of John the Baptist, who stood up against Herod to talk about his immorality and his godlessness. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a moral obligation in, in all kinds of directions here. But ultimately, what matters is God's will and God's kingdom and overcoming evil with good. And we have to seek the Spirit for when to do each piece of that. Mm-hmm. And truly seek Him and not try to justify our answers in the Holy Spirit. And that's really hard to do. First of all, we have to be surrendered to the um, fullness of Jesus Christ and what he wants for us. Because we saw examples in the Bible that these people kind of went kicking and screaming to serve him in the way that he called us, like a Moses, like a Gideon. And so we really have to, that's why it's individual. Um, Yeah, and it's really easy for us to to, uh, make it so that the will of God is what we want it to do. We just have to be so careful when we seek the Spirit to seek the Spirit and not just seek for a rubber stamp for what we were going to do anyway. Yes, yes. A um, couple of mine are, as, the, uh, as stated in the Word of God and expressed even in our Constitution, tyranny is not God's will. As we blend the Scriptures and the Constitution, it just isn't. And is it, it's important to uphold the Constitution and make wise decisions in choosing uh, our leaders, and I would have to say they need to be chosen by biblical principles of character and integrity. Um, The Word of God does run parallel to the principles of the Constitution. Uh, I really don't believe we have separation of church and state. Um, And that the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are to be upheld as written by our forefathers. And that's why it is tested um, thoroughly through the test of time. And that we know that the Constitution was written 
to save a young nation from destruction and to develop a centralized method to help people govern themselves, of which we have the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights, and, and so forth. Um, and that the Constitution was shaped by the heart of man under the providence of God. As my, mankind began to self-govern, it had an effect on our external government's operation, knowing that Jesus came to not only bring eternal salvation, but he also came to bring external political freedom. My last one is this needs to be taught in schools. This need to be taught in your homes. You need to know for yourself so you can lead your family well. And um, beware, um, we're losing the value of our Constitution, and we need to take heed of that today for God's honor and glory for what he's established for us today and in our future. Thank you, Jim Walton, so much for being on the air and sharing this. And uh, our prayer has been that this would glorify God, this would give clear instruction, this would take confusion out, and we would then understand more of how to walk in truth with God and to glorify him. Jim Walton, thank you for being on. Wow, fast hour and a half, wouldn't you say? <laughs> it goes fast, but I appreciate the invitation to be on your show. Uh, it's always good to have you. I learn from you all the time and uh, respect who you are, your character, and the ministry that you represent. So um, you need to know more about Jim Walton and the third choice. Hey, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we are going to hear from... Dominic Zaccarelli from Total Breakthrough. And yes, we're going to talk about prayer, Bible stories, hope, and what God has laid on our heart, uh, Dominic's heart, for us to live in hope, encouragement in everyday life. Don't go away. Today's Living Hope will be right back. A natural way to relieve your pain is just a phone call away. Dr. Jeff Klafka and Dr. Emma Atherton from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic are certified in treating multiple conditions such as carpal tunnel, migraines, rotator cuff injuries, and hip pain. Regular chiropractic care restores and maintains proper nerve function while decreasing pain and increasing your immune system. Whether a sports injury, car accident, or unexpected pain, the team at Total Body Wellness offer a personalized approach to your body's needs. Adjustments are even gentle enough for expecting mothers as well as babies and kids. To schedule your appointment, call 434-3889. That number again is 434 434- 3889. When you call, mention you heard this ad on WDCX and your initial appointment will be waived. Let Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic be your natural health care provider. They are located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. The strength of your faith is revealed when it's all you have left. Singer Jeremy Camp knows that full well as his hope and faith were put to the test. Bender's Christian Store has this story of tragic loss that started Jeremy's inspiring music career in I Still Believe, the theatrical release now on DVD and also in paperback. And don't forget, I Still Believe, the greatest hits now on CD, all part of Bender's current sales catalog. One love can change your life and one life can change the world. So visit Benders on Facebook or give them a call at 716-633-5757 to arrange, pick up, or mail out today. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. 
you've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. Hope gives meaning to life. It's a strong and confident expectation we have as believers. Operation Exodus USA is a Christian organization that exists to provide that same kind of hope to Jewish people who want to immigrate to Israel. According to God's word, he has a plan, purpose, and promise to every Jewish person to return to their ancestral homeland, and we are called to help their return. Operation Exodus USA stays true to God's word. Their purpose is to assist Jewish people who want to move to Israel and to encourage Christians like us to help. Through their ministry, Operation Exodus USA has helped tens of thousands of Jewish people return to their homeland. You can play a vital role in providing hope to Jewish people right here in the Western New York area by being a prayer partner and by making a donation. Just visit OperationExodusUSA.org or call 877-633-7613. Operation Exodus USA, from hope to home empowering you to minister to your world. Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, welcome back. It is today's Living Hope. And you know what? The, uh, just the sun is out. It's Memorial Weekend. We're so thankful for God's provision, His strength, and His protection. And I know many of you out there are having a, um, still a tough time. And I want you to know that God is with you. He's totally aware, and He is going to provide. And we're thankful, and we're crying out to Him for his answers, his resources, uh, his forgiveness, his protection, his power, and his provision. Well, now we want to be able to talk a little while with Dominic Zaccarelli, and he is the founder and CEO of Total Breakthrough, and his um, message and power is prayer and the healing journey that God has for us, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Welcome, Dominic. Hi, Linda. How you doing? Am I coming across okay? You certainly are. We can hear you loud and clear. I know this is always a little hard because we know we can't have anybody in the studio or guest yet, but boy, it won't be long. We're going to be back at it. So just so thankful we can hear you. You're on, and, and thank you for being on the program, and I know you always have some great things to talk about. How are you wanting to encourage our listeners today? Well, it was it was great. I just listened to your, you know, a lot of the last show, and I'm going to re-listen to it. It was it was great uh, with Jim Walton, and so let's maybe I'll try to stay maybe connected to that a little. You know, um, it's I, I want to talk about staying connected. You know, and why it's important that we keep abiding. And um, you know, I'm going to share. I, I thought today I'd, I'd share a few stories of people that through adversity, it was obvious that they, you know, stayed a Abiding in, you know, when, when Jesus says in, in John 15 about the vine and the vine dresser, and it's exciting because God is the vine dresser. It says Jesus is the vine, as we find out through those scriptures, mm-hmm. we're the branches. So, so we're connected. And when I first heard that, when I first read those scriptures years ago, it really excited me because I said, I'm connected. I mean, it just hit home with me like a light bulb went off. And 
And then you find out through the years that God is available all day, every second, all the time, because we're his children. He loves us, and he wants us uh, to be in his presence, and he wants us to stay connected. Absolutely, you know, so I, yes. He is our power, isn't he? Even if we don't see him, he's in all presence all around in all time and space. And I think I think this, you know, what I'll share with you is that when, when we were talking about how do you overcome, you know, evil with good, you know, we need, the only way I believe we can possibly overcome evil <laughs> with good mm-hmm. is we have to be abiding. And um, there's a few, um, you know, there's a few stories in the, um, there's a few stories in the, um, that I recently listened to uh, movies, and one was on, um, one was called The Hiding Place. I know a lot of people have heard it with Corey Can Boone, and she was literally, um, you know, in a place where Germany occupied, oh, my phone's acting up, <laughs> she was in, uh, I'm, I'm on the phone. I'm on a radio. <laughs> hey, this, oh is, this is live programming <laughs> yeah. here on WDCX. Today's oh, Living Hope. How, how, how's that one? So somebody's banging on the uh, somebody's banging on my door. So, anyways, what happened is that she actually uh, was in. Um, she's in uh, Holland, and the Germans occupy Holland. And what ha- at that time, and you know, you're talking about. Putting, you know, being put in a situation, you know, the Germans' goal, one of the goals was to get all the Jewish people. And what she decided to do as a Christian, um, you know, talking about overcoming evil, she decided to hide the Jews. And, you know, so she risked herself, uh, she risked persecution, she risked um, everything in order to, you know, her life, she put her life on the line. And then what happened is uh, then there's another story about uh, Jacob's under Jacob's ladder, where he was um, in the Soviet Union and he was persecuted uh, for his Christian faith and he was thrown in jail. And his story goes on to share about in jail how he continued, you know, to preach against all, you know, against you know all the advice of the prison. And, and went on and really um, helped so many people in prison uh, and developed their faith so they had a death sentence in that prison to live the rest of their life with, you know, joy and peace. So it was, it's, it's pretty amazing, the, um, you know, these people. So how did they get to the point, you know, how do you get to the point in your life where you can overcome you know, evil with good. How do you become, you know, um, a Corey, and how do you become a Jacob, you know? Mm-hmm. And today, you know, we're facing, you know, we're facing adversity. We're facing circumstances. We're facing trials. I mean, a lot of people, this is, this. we're in uncertain territory. But what happened with them is that they had a draw on a higher power. They were willing, both of them through their story, were willing to, you know, I mean, put their life on the line uh, for a friend. And that's what Jesus did for us. So they were incredible examples. But, you know, when I listen to their stories, I ask myself, like, about my spiritual condition. You know, am I at a place in this, you know, where if, 
we were faced with those difficult situations, if we were faced with that adversity, if we were faced with a place where there's a country like Germany that's going around and, you know, really evil and really uh, putting people um, in persecution, how would we respond when, you know, when we have an opportunity maybe to, would we hide Jews at our house? Would we continue in prison against not, you know, when they're telling you not to share your Christianity, would you continue to do that for the fact that you're blessing other people? Because mm. the good of all that is, is that, um, you know, by being that way, they affected so many lives, and so many's lives were turned to faith, and when you really realize your freedom, you know, where the freedom, of, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there are freedom. So they actually were given people, by putting their life on the line, they were given people freedom because the freedom, um, you know, which is really, as a Christian, that we know we're, you know, we're also going to heaven. So anyways, I, you know, those were, um, those were um, stories that I really got me thinking, um, and I really think they're great examples of people that um, use good, you know, against evil. And, you know, you guys were talking about that earlier, so I thought that would be a, a good thing. And then in John 15, you know, John 15 is all about abiding. You know, if we abide in Jesus, you know, he talks about the vine and the branches. You know, um, a branch will not bear fruit unless it abides. And gives the example that we won't bear fruit unless we abide. But if we do abide, we'll bear much fruit. And it also talks about the fact, which I believe all those people, you know, the two characters in those movies, I mean, there are, there are two stories. They actually got pruned as they're bearing more fruit. They get pruned to bear more fruit. And you can see that they went through a lot of pain. They mm -hmm. went through a lot of pruning in order to bear more fruit to save more people. And it's just an eye-opener. Like, are we ready? You know, are, are we ready to take on that role? Are we ready that, you know, you were talking about, you know, earlier, you know, if, um, you know, if the government oversteps their boundaries, are we ready to stand up, you know, and make a difference? And I'm saying, you know, Jesus says that apart from me, you could do nothing. Mm -hmm. So when I look at that, I'm saying, if I'm not abiding, if I don't have this relationship, if I'm not in prayer with him, if I'm not reading my scriptures, if I'm not getting the wisdom from him, um, when that day hits, I am totally unprepared, and I'm going to let I'm going to let my neighbors down. You know, um, Jesus loved us, and He said, you know, He, you know, we're supposed to love people like the same love He gave us. But His love, He his, He loved us so much, He gave His life. So it's like, how do I get to? You know, how do we get to the point in our our life that we will give our life for a friend? You know, in all different situations and uh you know so that's uh got you know those um you know we're in those days and you know there's there's people that responded and the only way is that we need to on a daily basis we need to dig in and you know if you're on the call today and you don't have that relationship with jesus you know that you know at the end of this, I'm going to share a little about the Our Father that we're taught and, mm -hmm. and break that down so you can start a relationship with the Father, because if you don't have that, there's so many people, 
if you're not abiding, then the results are fear, worry, anxiety. You know, you're you're overwhelmed. It's interesting. And, uh, it's interesting, um, Dominic, that through that, uh, all the people who have had that sustaining grace, um, it's been through suffering or going through pain of some kind as we uh, surrender to him. But I, the, the scripture, what um, what has been meant for evil, God will, God will use for good so that many lives would be saved. So there's a bigger picture of how God wants to use us. And even in that abiding with Corey Ten Boone, there was such a, a larger picture of her being used of God that's way beyond ourselves and knowing as believers, he wants to do that for us. And in that abiding is the equipping for that to happen, isn't it, Dominic? Well, yes. I mean, she, I mean, there was a part in her story where mm. it was just amazing where there were fleas in the barracks and she's her, her sister saying, praise God. And she's going, like, how could you praise God, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know, with, with these fleas? And she goes, well, don't you realize because there's fleas here, the Germans aren't coming in. And because they're not coming in, we can preach the word. So they were praising even when the fleas, because they, they and I'm thinking to myself, you know, where do you need to be? You know, like, and we have that opportunity every day. I mean, there's, we have the opportunity because God is, he's waiting for us. He loves us. You know, he, he, he just yearns for us to be in his presence. He wants to give us everything we need. And there's a scripture, um, you know, when, when Paul was about the thorns on his side, you know, he said, my grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And when I look at that, my Holy Spirit power, we have the ability by going to him to activate that power. That's God within us. And if you know, if you understand you have God within it, and then you can, if God, you know, gives you that challenge, he'll give you everything you need mm-hmm. to overcome whatever's in your way. So you can go on, you know, to have victory and victory, victory really means just, you know, loving your neighbor, you know, loving them and, and you know, in which and, and really do, do what he did, you know, being willing to give up your life for a friend. So, you know, that's um, it's really important in this day and age and where we are. It's important all the time. But it seems like our situation has made us so much aware of our need in our pain and to also be able to look um, around beyond ourselves and look for opportunities uh, to serve others. And that comes from abiding in the word that we can abide then for how God wants us to serve or how he even alerts us to a situation like a neighbor or that. And that's what you're talking about. That's his sustaining grace and his enabling faith um, that allows us to have that type of ministry, which is not only for ourselves, but it's actually for others that are around us or that we come in contact with. Hey, we're going to need to take a a break uh, with today's Living Hope. And my guest is Dominic Zaccarelli with Total Breakthrough. And when we come back, uh, Dominic's going to break down um, just some important ideas or points from the Lord's Prayer as we learn to stay connected and continue to abide. So we're going to take that break right now and step aside for those great endorsing sponsors. And we're going to be right back and you're going to want to finish this half hour well. We'll see you soon. 
Zero energy, digestive issues, pain, anxiety, inflammation, migraines, trouble sleeping, symptom after symptom, the list goes on and on, ailments that never end. You're tired of just managing your symptoms. You've had enough of medication being the only option. You need to seek the expert advice from the professionals at Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have a proprietary system to analyze underlying deficiencies and toxicities so they can restore your pathway to healing without medication or surgeries. They've seen every symptom and condition and have had great success in restoring patients' health. Get rid of the symptoms. Allow your body to heal and thrive with the help of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than than anyone has permitted you to believe. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes, who knows what you're going through, can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. A natural way to relieve your pain is just a phone call away. Dr. Jeff Klafka and Dr. Emma Atherton from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic are certified in treating multiple conditions such as carpal tunnel, migraines, rotator cuff injuries, and hip pain. To schedule your appointment, call 434-3889. They are located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport. Or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. Feel like you're over your head with everyday life? You've come to the right place. It's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, we really do not need to be overwhelmed with life. And sometimes our emotions and just our circumstances really take us there, doesn't it? And it's really hard to keep a perspective and kind of tame down that anxiety and uh, depression and that worry. And um, today, Dominic Zaccarelli is on my program with Total Breakthrough, and he's talking about how can we abide, be safe, live in the grace and the hope of Jesus Christ. So, um, hey, Dominic, lead us through um, how you want to break down the Lord's Prayer for us. I, I've seen it, I've heard it, and it's so encouraging. Would you share it with our people? Yes, yes, thank you. Um, appreciate it. Uh, I, um, you know, coming from more of a religious background, I really didn't understand how to really get to that relationship, and I didn't. I was kind of taught, you know, more of a repetitive thing. And in, in uh, you know, Jesus talked about, you know, don't babble like the pagans. You know, he talks about, and we're not supposed to, you know, look holy. You know, it's, <laughs> we're not the holy one God is. And, and we... Um, you know, so, you know, we're, I kind of, 
the best way to help in this short of time is like a conversation, have a conversation with a friend. Start to look at that relationship that way. You know, you know, just like anybody new, it may feel a little awkward at first, but over time, you're going to get more and more comfortable. Um, also, I would suggest that you, you know, in order to abide, you know, you got to set aside time. It isn't going to happen. You got to put it into your daily, you know, routine. You know, you got to put it into your planning. You know, so you can start with maybe 15 minutes a day. And then work on from there. Before you know it, once you start that relationship and once you break through and realize, you know, um, who God really is and how much he really does love you, then you'll spend more and more and more time. You'll find yourself all day long uh, talking with him. And that's when you're in a place where you're really abiding. And that's really in a place where you could be effective in, in terms of, you know, expanding the kingdom of God, but also being prepared for adversity or anything that will come your way, as we were talking about earlier with those two stories. But the first, I'm going to just, in the time allowed, break it down into six parts. I think this will help you. Um, the first part is relationship. You know, the, our Father says, our Father who art in heaven, right? So it's a relationship. The first thing that Jesus introduces and that our Father, because he said this is an example of how to pray. So what I mean by that is that, you know, think about when Jesus always went to the Father. He never did anything without going to the Father. But you just have to think, you know, was Jesus repeating was Jesus repeating the Our Father? No, he was talking to his Father. He had a relationship with his Father, and then he listened, you know, after he talked. And like he said, he never did anything with him. So he listened to find out what, you know, what what, are we, what is he doing next? You know, where is he going? So the same thing with us. So the relationship part knows that God is a good Father, he wants us to be in his presence. He loves us. You know, he's yearning for that time. And maybe some of you have, don't. you know, maybe in the natural realm, you didn't have a good father. But this is a father you can trust. And, you know, the Bible says nothing can separate us from the love of God. So mm -hmm. you just have to realize it's a relationship. Um, the second, so there's that's our number one. Our number two would be respect, you know. Uh, we also need to know that he is God and, you know, we need to honor and adore him. And you can do that in so many ways. I think, you know, before you start telling him, you know, your needs, let him know how much you love him. Let him know how much mm. you appreciate him. Let him know how much that, you know, you can thank him for what his son did at the cross. You know, you just praise and worship him. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's really important that, um, you know, it's respect, you know, we, we respect him. And, um, you know, you could even, you know, some people, everybody's different. But over time, you know, just like Paul and Silas in prison, you might be singing to him. You know, you might want to just sing to him and just let him know how much you love him. And that's uh, the respect part. That's, uh, the third part is reign. And it says, you know, so it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So it's God's will, right? He's looking He's looking to rule in your life. He's looking for you to release control and have him rule in your heart. He wants to, he wants to, you know, um, he wants to move. He wants to order your steps because wherever he sends you, it's going to be good. Whatever he does, it's going to be great. And he's just looking for you to let him reign in your life. So we go, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. And then it goes into food, right? So we look at that, you know, give us our daily, our daily bread. 
So that daily bread is our food. You know, we need nourishment. We need balance. We need to, um, you know, look for healthy food. We need to, um, because we need to be sustained so we can carry out his will, because that's what we just said. You know, we're it's, we're going to let him reign. So we, in order for that to happen and take our assignments, just like we talked about earlier, you know, how do you become a Corey you know, Tamboon? Well, you have to, you know, you have to sustain yourself, right? And also, you know, uh, Jesus was the bread of life. So there's a spiritual side to that too, where, you know, daily, you know, we got to, you know, get into the word, right? And get into that daily bread, the word, or, you know, Jesus was the bread of life. So we, that relationship again, but we need to be sustained. So food would be, so there's three R's we went through, and then there's the, there's going to be three F's. This is food. And then there's forgiveness. The next part is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. Well, we have to realize that, you know, we, because of what Jesus did at the cross, we have total forgiveness. It's nothing we, you know, nothing we earned. It's just that that's what we, the grace of God, we, we get that forgiveness. But he also shares with us that we need to forgive others. And there's, I'm not going to go through the scriptures now, but there's places where it actually mm-hmm. shares that in order for God to really forgive us, we need to forgive others. Because, you know, think about it. He died on the cross. He died, just like we we're talking about other people willing to give up their lives, you know, talking about turning, you know, you know, evil into good, right, by using good against evil, right? So he actually, he forgave, he, he sacrificed everything. He, he was our friend, you know. That's what he says, the greatest thing you can do is, you know, give up your life for a friend. Well, Absolutely. He, he did that. We only, have about so we, two, get, we only have about two minutes left here, Dominic. Okay. Well, he gave us he gave us that forgiveness, and then we also understand because of that, we are his children. We need to do the same thing. We need to forgive others. Uh, we need to do the exact same. That doesn't mean you need to hang out with them. You just need to forgive them, <laughs> because you know it's it's not my laws. It's God's laws. And then the last one is freedom. He gives us freedom because um, about our temptations. Right at the end, like deliver us from temptation. Well, he wants us to to take. Um, he wants us to be able to come in there and deliver us from the destruction of us going on our own way. Let me come in so the the evil one, the tempter, doesn't bring you to destruction. You know, let me mm-hmm. let me have control over that area. Let me come into your life so, you know, so he will lead you to peace and joy versus destruction. So there's, real quick, there's, again, relationship, there's respect. There's rain, there's food, forgiveness, and then there's freedom, hmm. the freedom to live your life, right? So those wow, are Wow, what a compliment today with our, our whole um, program from 1 to 3 on today's Living Hope and about abiding and relying on him through the tough times and then breaking down the Lord's Prayer for that having a relationship, respect. Let him reign in your life and that he gives you food and sustenance spiritually and then the forgiveness uh, to be able to walk in freedom. Dominic, that's what your whole pro- your whole ministry is about and your prayer ministry. So people, how do they get a hold of you real quick? Well, uh, you can fill out a prayer request. You can go to totalbreakthrough.org and hit the prayer request. You fill it out. We'll get it. Um, not only we'll put you into our daily encouragements, but we'll pray for you and we'll call you back if you put a phone number down. Um, if you put your email down, we'll email you back. So we're, we're going to get back to you. So 
um, let us help you get connected because this is, it would be a great way. We just love connecting people. We'll talk to you. We'll help you on your spiritual walk. And pray pray for you. And it, it is a great ministry. It uh, is an enlarging ministry and is really meeting people's need. Thank you for so much for obeying God and walking in the truth of that. Hey, Dominic, thank you for being on the program. You are on with us twice a month, and um, we're going to have you on here real soon for a whole hour uh, and do some uh, some teaching and, and interact on a topic. So so glad you're with us, Dominic. You have a great day. Our listeners out there have a great day. Thank you. And just know that God is our source, and he has provided his son for you to have eternal life and that you can walk in the truth of that. And um, hope this... Um, to our program has been a benefit and a help to you. Hey, this is Linda Penn with Today's Living Hope, and we're signing off, and we will see you next Saturday. God bless. The preceding program has been furnished by Today's Living Hope.